Welcome to the Write Something Worthy podcast, where we teach emerging authors how to ditch the fear, confusion, and overwhelm of writing a bestseller-worthy non-fiction book. And now, your host, Tonya Brockett. Greetings, everyone. So glad you could be with me today. You know, years ago, I wrote a post suggesting that book authors should create an online business. I still believe that's true, but now the way that that business functions and how it's formulated might have shifted a little bit. But writing a book is not just an adventure that has no financial impact. It's a business venture, and it should be viewed as such. So today I want to talk about, should I create a business with my book? That is your question. Now, I've worked with many authors over the years. I've also trained many of them in classrooms and in conferences. And there are many authors who just want to write a book and have it published and maybe do a book signing or two if need be. They simply see it as a personal goal to achieve. But in today's environment, you need to be mindful of the impact of achieving that goal. Authors need to use their book as leverage in their existing businesses or as a new or additional revenue stream for a new, preferably, online business. Let's talk about a supportive revenue stream. I've always told my students and my clients that when you become a published author, you're creating a business. If you intend to actually sell your books, you're creating a new stream of income from which you can deduct expenses. Now, let me put my disclaimer out there. I am not a CPA, so talk to your tax professional about how to structure this or anything else I talk about in this episode. Now, the expenses that you might deduct depend on which path you take to publishing, traditional or independent. But it'll cost you money to publish no matter which way you go. Some of the costs are nominal, or you may be able to barter or trade for them. Others are fees that you will not be able to avoid. And still others are caveat impure, buyer beware. If it is cheap or free, you may get what you pay for. Now, I'm not the only one who's going to tell you this, but you should not scrimp on an editor. (laughs) Many best-selling authors will tell you the very same thing. That is one place where you do not want to go for free or cheap. So whether or not you can deduct the total cost of writing, polishing, and publishing your book, you should keep record of your expenditures anyway. It'll create a baseline for you for future projects, for example. Some of those expenses that an author may be able to deduct include this laundry list of the following. Grab your pen, let's go! Ghostwriting fees, transcription costs, book coaching, book project management or shepherding, book proposals and pitching, legal reviews and intellectual properties, copy editing, cover copywriting, cover design, communication costs and postage, 
software, hardware, online accounts, and other office equipment, photography or image acquisition, interior design and layout, file conversion, indexing, ISBNs, barcodes and copyrights, publishing account setup and title fees, print proofs, printing and production of books, those initial print runs, and shipping. This is just a long but not exhaustive list of some of the expenses that you might incur in publishing a book. And all of this is in addition to the author platform building and book launch and marketing expenses that you're going to have in order to tell the world about your book. I have built expense spreadsheets for my ghostwriting and coaching clients in the past to help them to plan budgets well in advance. If you go in with your eyes open and the potential timing of those expenses, then you can set your own goals for how to raise money or earn the funds that you need to complete your book project. This is especially helpful for business professionals, for example, who can build a line item into their budget for the book project and perhaps have it financed through their bank or whatever credit facility they have. After a brief sponsored message, we're going to talk about traditional publishing and that, that side of business and expenses. Today's episode is brought to you by Conscious Book Coaching. Imagine being free to express and lock in your book publishing goals and desires, release your fears, confusion and overwhelm about writing and publishing your book, learn the writing, editing and publishing process that best suits your goals, budget, plan out and marshal the resources to be successful on your publishing journey, have constant positive support for your publishing goals no matter what you face at home or at work, and leave each interaction feeling informed and refreshed with positive, clear energy. All of this can be yours with private, one-on-one conscious book coaching at Halogen Inc. Book your bundle at tonyaloves.me forward slash CBC today. And we're back. What if I'm working through a publishing house? Am I going to have expenses then? And do I need to do this business stuff then? Well, the glory days of being agented, selling your title to a publisher, and having them market your book for you at bookstores and elsewhere are mostly gone. Sure, you can still have all of those things happen if, um, if you're one of those chosen few who has a significant and engaged following. But if a publishing house has to spend money to manufacture and distribute your book, they will expect you to have enough pull to generate the book sales to support it. One of the authors on a panel that I moderated recently shared that publishers spend an average of $40,000 per book title. Author Julie Fast has sold hundreds of thousands of books for her publishers and several different book deals, and she still has to clear that engagement hurdle that most authors face. Do you have enough engagement to support this book proposal that I'm about to pay you for? Now, I hope to have Julie, uh, by the way, on the podcast soon. It'll be great to have her. She's full of so much information and she's a joy to talk to. But having a business to support your sales efforts and expenses and your travel costs for 
appearances and things like that is really beneficial with or without a publisher. Nowadays, if you do not have a strong author platform with thousands of engaged followers, you may not win the support of a traditional publisher. And even if you do, you have to come with backing. Part of that backing includes having a publicity team in place. Who will help you to earn media placement to promote your book? How will you garner media attention? Your PR person, which your publisher will likely expect you to pay for, is the answer. And the expense of that publisher or publicity person can be carried by your business. Now, how can you gain additional backing? Well, as we shared on previous episodes, part of building the author platform that garners the attention of publishers includes an online presence. It's no longer sufficient to just tell them in a proposal that you're willing to do this or that from a marketing perspective to support your own book sale. Now, you need to have social proof that you can create or have that fan base that can spread the word about your book in a way that makes money. It's a business decision. How many Twitter followers do you have? Do you have any listeners on your podcast? How many connections on LinkedIn follow your articles and engage with you about them? How many engaged followers do you have on Instagram? How about on your mailing list? Having a business, especially online, can help you to boost all of those metrics. How else can a business help? Successful online entrepreneurs like Connie Reagan Green suggest that having a thriving online business requires a consistent, high content presence online. This means that you need to be writing, blogging, posting, tweeting, and podcasting to build your audience and your credibility. You may need to outsource this, which will be another line item in your budget. Or you can use your own writing, like content passages from your book, to create an online presence and build an author platform. But having an online business will as Green says, not only take you out of your comfort zone, but will catapult you into the spotlight, which is exactly where you need to be to be a successful author. You may be an introvert, but you gotta get out there in the limelight if you're gonna sell that book. What are some of the elements that you might need in an online business? I used to teach courses on entrepreneurship and starting a business, so I know I don't have enough time to go through the business essentials here. Perhaps you can ask for a coaching bundle at tanyaloves.me forward slash CBC to get some help setting up and planning the business side of your book. I'll put a link in the show notes for this episode so you can tap into that. But right now, let's just chat briefly about a few ideas to consider. Even though you do not have to have a website to promote a book that you'll use for business, it can certainly help. That said, you can just use a landing page from your autoresponder or email service provider like Aweber that promotes your book and collects names and emails from those interested in knowing when it launches. 
you can find my referral link to Aweber in the show notes. Or you can pay and pre-order your book right there on the landing page. You can promote your upcoming title in an email to your existing list of subscribers. And you can even create an opt-in form on your social media platforms to promote the book. And lastly, as we discussed in Marketing Your Book Through Instagram in Episode 9 of the Write Something Worthy podcast, you can create a request link on Linktree with an image of your book. None of that requires that you have a website. But no matter what approach you take to creating your new book publishing revenue stream, you want to create a business or line item in your existing business to track the revenues and expenses associated with publishing your book. Lesson learned. Let me share an experience with you from way back in my college days. Um, This one is one of the reasons that I strongly encourage you to track your expenses and revenues even now. It made a very lasting impression on me. Back when I was young and naive, I had left an employer where I was uh, a full-time employee to complete my college education. So I then took on project work for them while I was at school, just to make some extra cash while I went in there. But I didn't realize that I was no longer being paid as an employee. Rather, I was being paid as an independent contractor. The checks looked the same to me, what did I know? I was totally clueless, and I didn't know that independent contracting was even a thing. So, Come along tax time, and I learned I had to file a Schedule C, which is a profit and loss from a business, instead of just my regular 1040 with my usual W-2 form. What that meant is all that income they paid me as an independent contractor was pure revenue. And because I didn't know to track expenses against it, I didn't have any, and I had to pay more in self-employment taxes than I would have had I known. So even though it's a slightly different scenario, um, you will have revenue from your book sales and you want to be able to offset those revenues with valid expenses. Again, you need to note that I'm not an accountant, so you should seek counsel of a professional before you act. But keeping track of everything you spend and receive will put you in a better position Much better than what I was in back then. I had no clue. You have no excuse anymore. Documentation is so beneficial. So I encourage you to use it. Being an author means becoming an authorpreneur. So as you now know, creating a business to support your book is not just helpful from a marketing perspective. It may also be beneficial from a financial perspective. On our Worthy Writer edition coming up next week, I'll be talking with a multi-book author who is also an excellent businessman with great ideas for how you can make the most out of your book to leverage your business and your platform. We had so much fun speaking with Mark S.A. Smith that we're splitting the interview into two sessions over the next two weeks. And you don't want to miss a single moment. It is an awesome conversation. 
So leave me a comment today to share your thoughts about this subject of having a business. Do you agree that authors should treat their books as a business? Tell me why or why not. It's time again now for our abundant author affirmation. Write it down if it resonates with you. Post it wherever you see it and say it throughout your day. And keep your heart happy and your subconscious mind aware of it. I am an informed and successful authorpreneur. I am an informed and successful authorpreneur. And with that, we are complete. Thanks for listening in today. Get ready for two back-to-back episodes of our Worthy Writer Edition with Mark S.A. Smith. And I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or email us your feedback at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com and we'll catch you next Word Worthy Wednesday.